Good morning. Hey, I'm so thankful to be able to come and to share what God has laid on my heart this morning. Some of you are looking at me thinking, I didn't know he was preaching. And uh, I've already told the ushers not to let anybody leave until I'm done. So thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to share what God had, has laid on my heart um, that I believe is a, is a timely word for us and our church. Uh, so you can turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and we'll be in verses 19 through 23 today. But uh, it's going to be a good day. Amen? Amen. So let's pray today. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for this day. God, we thank you so much that you are good. God, we pray today that you would prepare our hearts and our minds to receive the word that is going to be brought forth today. God, let it not be my words, but, but words inspired by your Holy Spirit, God. And let it, let it uh, saturate us today. God, let the word speak to our hearts. God, let us leave this place changed uh, and not the same as we came in today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So today I want to talk to you and I want to ask you a question. And the question that I want to pose to you, uh, if, I had to, if I had to title my message today, it would be a call to brokenness. And today I want to ask you this question. I want to ask you, what are you burdened for? That's the, that's the main theme of today is what are you burdened for? Each and every one of us wake up each day with a burden on our hearts, whether that's a burden to pay our bills, a burden to go to work, a burden for our kids, whatever it is of that day, it's, it's heavy, it's, there's a burden there, but I'm not talking about that kind of burden today. Today I want to ask you, what are you burdened for when it comes to the things in the kingdom of God? Are you burdened? Do you have a power? Every day that you wake up, do you say, in my heart is set ablaze and it's on fire and I have a passion to share Jesus with other people? Or do you wake up uh, through this life with, no, with feeling like there's nothing more than just going to work, doing what you can, paying bills, and that's it? Because let me tell you something, if that's the way we walk through life, then life really is meaningless. There's no meaning to our life. Uh, the most important thing we see all the time is that we, we tell other people about Jesus, but do we really have a burden? Do we really have a passion and a desire in order to reach people for Jesus? Not just a, of a certain age demographic, not of a certain uh, background, but every race, every religion, every background, every everybody, it doesn't matter, young, middle-aged, and old, do we have a burden? Do we have a passion and a desire in order to reach people for Jesus and His kingdom? Because I tell you what, all this other stuff that we're trying to build up, one day is going to burn up in fiery flames and be gone. It's going to be gone, all of it. And it doesn't matter. And what are we passing on, to, not, only, not only in our own hearts, how, what are we burdened for, but what are, how are we passing that on to our children? And then our children's children, and then so forth and so forth. How are we uh, showing our kids that we have a burden for Jesus and that it matters? And that it matters. So a call to brokenness. I want to tell you this morning about a dream that I had uh, not too long ago, a few weeks ago. I don't know if I shared it in this service, but I'll share it again. I, I woke up on a Saturday, it was really Sunday morning, Sunday morning very early from a dream. And a dream was this. I had, uh, my family was not around, my wife and, my, um, and, and, and child, they were not there. It was just me and a group of guys and we were sitting there and we were talking, we were doing a bunch of stuff, we were watching TV and we were doing all this other stuff. And we begin to sit there, and we're just kind of, whatever, bantering back and forth. And uh, all of a sudden, I just remember beginning to tell them about the realities of what hell would be like. 
I don't know why, it just started coming out. And I said, there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's going to be eternal darkness, so dark that it penetrates the deepest, darkest parts of your soul, and that you can feel it in your soul. It, there's, going to be, uh, there's going to be eternal torment forever. Eternity is forever. That means it's never going to end. There's not going to be any way out. Once you get there, there is no way out. And then I began to say, but... And as soon as I begin to tell them about the reality of who Jesus was and that we don't have to, we don't have to, face, etern- we don't have to face this devil's hell that I've just told them about, I woke up out of my dream. And I woke up and I thought, man, what was that dream? That was a weird dream. That was the realest dream I've ever had. I don't, I don't remember ever having a dream like that before. And I believe that it was a dream that was preparing me to write this message for this Sunday morning. And uh, I woke up burdened. I went throughout my day and I began to get ready to come here and, and worship the Lord. And, and we got here and I was still thinking about it. I was like, God, why is that so, what is that? Is that the word I'm supposed to share? What is that? So we began to worship. And as I began to worship, tears began to run down my face. And I began to think, man, I didn't. The most disturbing part was that in all of that, that whole dream, I told them about hell and I wanted to tell them about who Jesus was. But they were so busy doing other things that they didn't hear what I was trying to tell them. They were so busy doing other things and so busy in their life and so busy doing this and that or the other that they couldn't hear what I was trying to tell them. Isn't that like today? We're so busy in our day-to-day lives that even though we might be saved, do we have a burden for other people who don't? And that we're so busy and we get so caught up in our own lives and our own cares and affairs of this world that we don't even see people that are dying, going to hell, and one day will face an eternity in hell. And so, do we have a burden for the things of Jesus? Do we have a burden? Do we have a deep, burning passion with inside of us that we wake up every day and say, I've got to tell somebody about Jesus because if I don't, they're going to die, they're going to go to hell, and I'm, not, and, and, and I'm going to have to live with that one day maybe. You can imagine yourself standing at the judgment seat of Christ and, and you hear this, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me about hell? Why didn't, you, why didn't you tell me? You saw me. You worked with me every day. I saw you getting in your car, going to work, but you didn't tell me about who Jesus was and you didn't tell me about this place that I'm going to be going to for eternity and there's no way out. Each and every day, we have to have a burden and a passion and a desire to go and to tell people about who Jesus is because one day it might be too late for them. Just because you're saved doesn't mean that everybody else is saved. Just because you have a relationship with Jesus doesn't mean that your coworker does or your neighbor does or maybe even your children. Just because you have one doesn't mean that your children are living for the Lord. And I'm talking about teenagers and younger. I'm talking about teenagers now. Once they become an adult, they have to do their own thing and make their own decisions. But are we passing along a legacy of saying, this is important. This is why we get saved. This is why, this is why we do what we do. This is why we come to church every week because it's important. And I'm developing a, a, a lifestyle of worship with my kids and my family because I believe it's important. And if I don't instill it into them now, whenever they get older, they're going to walk away from it. Maybe one day. It's important. A call to brokenness. Are you broken over our teens and our young people? Are you broken over our kids' ministry? Are you broken over those who don't know Jesus? When you walk through Walmart every single day, 
do you just walk in and try to get out, or do you, like, do you try to hide from people? Like, in the middle aisle, you see somebody, you know, and then you duck behind the, 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 the clothes rack there. <laughs> Don't, I'm not the only one that done it. I, I, I know, and we're all guilty of it. But what I'm trying to say, or are you, are you slowing down, and when you walk into Walmart every day, or when you go to work, when you get in your car every day, are you making a prayer, you saying, God, please break my heart for what breaks yours, God. Help me to see people like you see people. Help me to see people in their brokenness, God, that they need you more than now than ever before. More than ever before. We have young people, we have young families who are being torn apart by, by the things of this world, whether it's suicide or drugs or addiction, and nobody's telling them about Jesus. You see them every day at Walmart. Do we have a prejudice with inside of our hearts when we look at those people and say, oh, they've always been that way, they're never going to change? Or are we saying, man, you can change. Jesus changes everything. When you meet Jesus, it changes everything. Every single one of us have a testimony about what Jesus has done in our lives. That's why we're sitting here this morning. We have to have a burden for those who don't know Jesus, for those who don't know Jesus, and, and say, you know, I'm going to walk every day and I'm going to say, I'm going to pray. I'm not going to look at people as a distraction. I'm going to look at them as a holy disturbance, as someone, a divine encounter that I say, I need to talk to this person about Jesus. Or have that, or have that talk with your, with your young children and say, grandmas and grandpas parents and say hey this is that we're sitting down we're studying the word together we're going to church together because it's important and i've got to instill biblical values with inside of you and and have you to understand this is why we believe what we believe man it's important that we instill those things into our children and today i want to talk to you about a call to brokenness and i want to read to you this scripture in first corinthians 9 19 through 23 it says this that even though I'm a free man, no matter, uh, with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. And when I was with those who, who followed the Jewish law, I lived under that law. Even though I'm not subject to the law, I did this so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. When I am with the Gentiles, who do not follow the Jewish law, I live apart from the law so I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God, I obey the law of Christ. And when I'm with those who are weak, I share in their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything I can to spread the good news and share in his blessings. You know, if Paul, right, if he says, I'm going to become all things to all people in order that some might be saved, why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we say, I'm going to do everything that I can no matter, what I, no matter what I do, as long as it doesn't compromise my relationship with Jesus or somebody else's relationship with Jesus. I'm going to do everything that I can in order to bring some to Christ so that some might know. You know, I, I, I think every day we've got to wake up with a passion and a desire. You know, we always say that we want to reach people for Jesus. We say, Lord, send hungry, uh, send people that are hungry for more, yet we aren't willing to change some things in order, to, in order that some might come to know who Jesus is. You see, it's okay. We're, we're, we're willing to say those things. We're even willing to say that we're a Holy Spirit hospital to the broken and the downhearted. But in reality, uh, do we really mean that? Do we really mean, you know what being broken means? That, mean, or that, that means that he says to become all things to all people. If someone comes in and broken, we're broken with them. We're weak with them. And we're going to stand beside them. 
Or are we saying, you know what, it's okay if they come into our church and we're going to love on them and our church does a wonderful job at loving on people when they get here. But how are we loving on them out there? When we see that person out on the street, when we see that person at Walmart, and maybe they, are, maybe they, maybe they have done some things in their past that, or whatever, it doesn't matter. Do we have prejudice within our heart that says, you know, that person's always going to be the same way that they've always been, so what does it matter? They're never going to change. Are we seeing them in light of who Christ sees them as, as a child of God, as someone who needs a Savior, as someone who's broken? You see, we're, we're willing to say all these good things, and they sound good when we put them on paper, and they sound good when we put them on a banner on the side of our building, but do we really mean it? Do we really mean that we're going to become broken with those who are broken? You see, we're okay with it unless it affects our agenda. It affects everything that we're, you know, we're, you know, as long as they fit into our, the way that we do church or the way that we think that it's supposed to do, we're okay with it. But if we don't step outside, you know, if it gets outside of that, no, we can't change that up. We're not changing that up. We're not willing to give that up. We're not willing to, we're not willing that, that, you know, we want more young people, so we're not going to, I'm not saying we have to do this, but turn off these, turn off these house lights and let it just be a little bit darker and dim in here so the young people feel more comfortable when they worship. Or, you know, when Paul said he becomes all things to all people, I think that Paul probably would have wore a t-shirt, jeans, and tennis shoes to preach in today. I think that Paul maybe even would have uh, took his ball cap, turned it around backwards, and preached in a ball cap. Because when he said that he became all things to all people, he meant it. He meant that he was going to become, if you catch me on a Wednesday night, you're not going to catch me talking like I do on Sunday mornings. You're probably going to catch a bruh. You're probably going to catch a bro. You're going to what's going on with you? What's up? What's up? I'm not going to talk the same way that I do on Sunday mornings as I do on Wednesday nights because on Wednesday nights I'm becoming all things to all people so that some might come to know who Jesus is. And you and I have to decide to do the same thing in order that some might know. The first thing is this, is that the question for the day, what are we burdened for? Every day you have to wake up with a passion for something. Because if you don't wake up with something in your heart, you're walking through this life meaninglessly and there's no meaning to your life. If you're walking day to day just to build up your own kingdom, pay your own bills, do your own thing, and not looking, and looking, up toward, looking to eternity, right? then this life is meaningless. We have to walk every day with a passion and a brokenness at the side of our hearts to say, God, help me to see people. Help me to help me break my heart for what breaks yours so that I can see people as you see them, Lord. Because I know that there are lost and dying people who are going to hell one day and who don't know who you are. A lot of people know about who Jesus is, but they don't know who Jesus is. There are a lot of people here in Gina, Louisiana who've heard of Jesus, but they don't know who Jesus is. Everybody has a home church. But when it really comes down to it, do they really have a relationship with Jesus? And we have to have a burden for those people, a burden for young people, middle-aged people, old people. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter the race, demographic, it doesn't matter the age, or, or the, it doesn't matter. If, if that person needs to know about Jesus, they need to know about Jesus. And I don't care who they are, I'm willing to do anything as long as it doesn't compromise my relationship with Jesus, or their relationship with Jesus, then I'm all right to do it. It doesn't matter what it is. 
Whether it's preaching in my ball cap and my tennis shoes and my jeans, I can wear flip-flops up here and preach. It doesn't matter. As long as I'm telling other people about who Jesus is, that's what matters. So do you have a burden? Do you have a brokenness for, for the souls of Gina Louisiana, for the young people, for the old people, for the middle-aged people? We just have to have, we have to be burdened for something. Just something. Don't walk through this life meaninglessly and never, you, you, you in and of yourself one day will go to heaven if you are a saved believer. But our goal is not just to make it there. Our goal is to take as many people as we can with us on our way there. Our goal is to say, I see you struggling. I see that you're weak. I see that you're downhearted, but I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to take you along with me. And then somebody else is going to do that for you. We have to have a burden and a brokenness for something at all. It doesn't matter what it is. Have something. Please have something burdening your heart. The second thing is this, is what are you willing to compromise? What are you willing to compromise? And when I say compromise, I don't mean our relationship with Jesus. I don't mean anything, anything that has to do with the gospel. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, so don't get me wrong. When I say compromise, I mean, what are you willing to compromise over yourself? Are you willing to set your personal preferences apart in order that somebody might come to know who Jesus is? Are you willing to say, you know what, I, 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 don't, I don't exactly get where you're coming from, but I'm going to set my personal preferences aside, and I'm going to be here for you because gee, you need to know about Jesus. When you see that person in Walmart, or you walk into Walmart, and you, and you just slow yourself and you say, Lord, show me somebody who knows, needs to know about who Jesus is. Show me somebody. Have a burden. And compromise putting our own personal preferences apart. Whether that's turning down the lights so that our young people feel more comfortable. Or maybe wearing a ball cap every now and then. Or maybe wearing t-shirt t- t- and tennis shoes and jeans. I'm telling you, I don't think Paul would be wearing a three-piece suit in 2021. I think he would become all things to all people, especially the broken people. Especially the broken people who know that they're broken and they need to know who Jesus is. If we're going to call ourselves a Holy Spirit hospital to the broken, we have to become all things to all people, even in their brokenness. And their brokenness, not see it as a burden to us, but be burdened with them. Does that make sense? That we are there for them in their brokenness. So have a burden. And what are we willing to compromise? I said it earlier that we're okay, we're okay with a compromise unless it messes with our agenda. Everybody has a day-to-day agenda. You wake up, you get dressed, you brush your teeth, you make your coffee, you do whatever you do, you get in your car and you drive to work, and you're so busy, we're so busy doing our own stuff that we lose perspective and we lose focus. And we're so like in our own little worlds now that we don't see other people passing by us every single day that need to hear about Jesus. So we've got to set aside our personal preferences. And we're not, we're not saying that, that these people are a distraction or that they're, that they're getting in our way. We've got to see them as a holy disturbance. A holy disturbance, a divine appointment that say, God, these people need to hear about Jesus. And I don't care if I'm late for this meeting or that meeting. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. 
I'm just going to slow down for a minute and I'm going to say, Jesus, show me somebody who needs to hear about you. And I'm setting aside everything else. I'm setting aside work. I'm setting aside my building up my own kingdom. I'm setting aside all this other stuff. And I'm just going to focus on just seeing people as Jesus saw them in their brokenness and having a burden for who they are as a person. The third thing is this, is we've got to put some action behind our words. Because if we say we're a Holy Spirit hospital to the broken and we're not really broken with them, how can we call ourselves those people? Because each one of us has a testimony and each one of us has a story and each one of us has things that we've went through and things that we've struggled with and at one time we're broken. Sometimes we need to be reminded of where we came from. Because oftentimes I think we forget. I think we forget that one, once we were that person. One time, we were broken in our sin. One time, we were caught up in addiction, and Jesus set us free. So are we willing to put some action behind our words and actually be what we say we are and not who we, we think we should be? We have to be who we say we are. So if we're a Holy Spirit hospital to the broken, that, just, that doesn't just say in here. That means out there, too. That means in our workplaces, in our homes, in our families, in our, in, our, in our workplaces, in Walmart. It doesn't matter where it is. Holy Spirit Hospital to the broken. And for, and, and for our parents, we've got to make sure, make sure, make sure. I know I'm the youth pastor speaking here, but it is so vitally important to instill in our children. You know, my mama, she, she's, a, she's a fiery one. You can ask my wife. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't have to ask if we were going to church. We just went. We just showed up. And that's the way it was. There was no question about it. We just went. And I had brothers too. I got brothers that, that were there. And you know, maybe they're not living the right life. But you know what? We all lived in the same household. We all went to church every single time the doors were open and I turned out okay. So it's so vitally important to make sure your kids are plugged in somewhere. Because if they don't find belonging in the church, they're sure to find it somewhere else. If they don't find belonging here, in God and in God's word and at home, they're going to find it somewhere else. And it's so vitally important that we make sure our, our children have that, have that love for Jesus and who he is. And you know where they find that? They don't find that in Pastor Christian. They find that in mom and dad. What you do and what you, how you lead them is how they will follow. So it is so vitally important that our teens and our young people see our moms and our dads worshiping and having a burden, a burden for the lost and a burden for the things of God. It is so important. It is so, so important. If I can get our worship team to come back today. Today, uh, as we uh, end this, uh, this message, I think we need to take a few moments and reevaluate our hearts. Because if we're all being honest today, I think that we can all say that we've been a little bit prejudiced now and then. I think we're all guilty of it. We've not seen people as Jesus would see people. Or maybe today you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You need to get that right. Maybe that's you. Maybe you are broken. Maybe you need to get some things right. Don't leave this place the same as you walked in today. Jesus, set you, Jesus is the one that will set you free. He'll give you freedom. He'll give you joy. He'll give you peace. He'll give you hope. And you don't have to leave the same way that you walked in here today. And uh, I want us just to take a moment as we sing this song, and I want us to reevaluate our hearts today.
Would you stand with me? Let's stand all across this place.